heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, it was the Democrat who saved Christmas. That's a Senator uh, Joe Manchin. He is the firewall in this turnover to socialism that we're seeing in our country. Uh, the spending spree out of Washington continues, my fellow Americans. There is no shortage and no end to the depth of how much they can spend and bankrupt the nation in the process. But all of this is under the guise of a climate energy quasi bill of sorts. You know, the fact that we can control the climate on this magnificent planet is ridiculous on its face. But putting all that aside, if you will, the other verbiage coming out of this is that this is a social safety net. This is a bill of propaganda and programs for welfare, basically. So it's to dumb it all down and to create that really that socialist environment. And, and we've been seeing the drip, drip, drip of this coming now with all of this money and the spending spree they're on. So when they say it's a social safety net, surely it's a socialism safety net for sure. It's, it's, it's to guarantee that that's what this nation becomes. So what's the significance of this mansion firewall? Pretty significant indeed, actually, if it holds. And I say if it holds, although he did make it public, there's a lot of pressure being put on the senator from West Virginia. Let's talk about that today here on The Voice of a Nation. So after going on Fox News with this quick public announcement where he said, no, I, I'm not going to support the bill, can't do it. He says this, and I quote, I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. And that's that was his words, short, sweet, to the point, and he's spending almost a couple of trillion dollars more. You know, Manchin has made it pretty clear he's uncomfortable with this from the beginning. But, you know, the Marxist left, never to let defeat get in their way of pushing their propaganda, continue to squeeze and turn the screwdriver as tight as they could on Manchin. You know, and if you look at the body language of Manchin, you can see how uncomfortable he was getting with all of these shenanigans you could see that in the way he approached the camera and the mic and many of the videos out there that he was no longer looking comfortable. In fact, there were many times I seen some of those and I wondered, hmm, I wonder how long it will take before he pulls the hell out of the Democrat Party, I wonder. You know, Manchin is a different kind of breed. You know, he's, he's a different kind of breed in the fact that he's back to the old, uh, the old Democrat Party. Uh, that, that blue dog Democrat, the, the, the Democrat Party that used to represent those constituents uh, that still had some conservative values and, and maybe some social liberal values to understand that middle of the road uh, and West Virginia clearly uh, voted heavily for Trump in 2020. They are definitely a, a conservative state by far. We'll talk about his poll numbers and other things that Manchin's doing out of West Virginia. Some interesting things there. But staying in the big picture here at the moment here, 
this announcement on Fox News was uh, caught everybody, including the White House, aghast. They're about dropped on the floor there. And of course, they responded accordingly here. The White House uh, press secretary, uh, Jen Psaki, says uh, in, in a statement there on Sunday that, you know, um, he said, well, you know, Manchin halted negotiations on the bill would represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and Senate. That's some pretty strong words, but you're seeing that all over the place and they're calling Manchin out. So it puts a lot more pressure on the senator. But I, I think the warning is what I would say back to these people is be careful how hard you push right now, because they may very well push Manchin right out of the Democrat Party. This could be the tipping point for him. You just realize the more heat that gets in there and the more they continue to throw on him, he may. That's what happens a lot in these cases. You push too hard. We've seen it before. And you'll push him right out of the party. You know, and that could happen now. He may just go to be an independent and, and that may be where he goes. That may be the stepping stone or maybe he goes all the way and embraces West Virginia politics and becomes a conservative. Wouldn't that be interesting? Huh? We've seen it before for sure. You know, now he comes out also in the West Virginia Metro News uh, and he says here uh, that. Uh, inexcusable is the word he used. He said the White House staff did some inexcusable things that contributed to my decision, he says, publicly to reject President Joe Biden's social and climate policy plan. Social and climate. There's the catchphrase on that. The social safety net, they call it the socialism, which has a whole lot of that in that bill and the climate uh, uh, policy deal here, trying to control the weather on Earth. You know, very strange. So, but I, I want you to take from that statement the word inexcusable. Now, he didn't get into details. He didn't break it down any further. He didn't get into the gossip. He, he, didn't, he didn't feed all of that. But he used that one word, and that one word spoke a lot to me. So what I'm suggesting back is that he's had some pretty, pretty coarse words with the White House. Not the president himself, mind you, that we know of. I mean, he has come out and said the president's been very fine. He said he didn't have any problems with Biden himself, said he's had good interchanges and what have you with him. But what is, it's always about all the president's men, right? Or women in this case, too. And I think that's where a lot of the fallout is. They are attempting to strong arm Manchin. They are trying to play all the guilt games. They're trying to throw all, all of the heavy on Manchin for not giving them their socialist safety net and been able to put this BBB program, uh, you know, which, I mean, this is going on a year where we've spent a record amount of dollars that we clearly don't have in this country. And as they continue to push further and further left, Manchin really was the firewall here. Without him, I mean, again, as I say right up front, he very well is the Democrat who saved Christmas. A lot of these programs in the bill uh, you know, they they put all these social safety, socialism sort of feel good deal and big government apparatus, but making people dependent on the federal government for their lives. That's the game. That's the goal here. You see, that's what it is. 
And the whole deal is those programs, you know, when they get the CBO to score it, you know, they're scoring it on a year. Yet these programs will renew year after year after year. And, you know, the, so when they total it up, you know, they say it costs zero, the White House. The CBO says, well, probably three to five trillion. But a reality, friends, this thing is probably well over. <laughs> it's got to be well over 10, probably 20 trillion dollars over the course of the next decade, which they're not figuring into the final analysis. So that's really the, the, the highlight of trickery math, if there ever was any. So like everything else, they don't read the bills, and certainly they don't finance the bills. Uh, they just seem to have one, one point of view uh, that they're looking at, and that is to make the United States of America into a socialist nation. That's their game plan, and they continue to do that drip by drip by drip, you see? So this bill now, it looks to be DOA at the moment. But you never can really tell if it gets, you know, too much more pressure on Manchin if he buckles. And I wonder, do you think he will? I mean, do, do, is this the end of that or does he begin to buckle? Now, he says he would not say the real reason that the talks failed. He came out and told the Metro News there. Uh, but, you know, when asked what that was, he says the bottom line is it's staff. It's staff, purely and simple. It's not the president, it's staff. And they drove some things and put some things out that were absolutely inexcusable. That's his quote exactly, Senator Manchin there. Well, the Atlantic's headline ran, what Joe Manchin's no means for Biden's agenda. Build back better looks dead. Can Democrats rebuild it? Again, never one to let a uh, horrible program go to waste. They're going to continue to put the pressure on Manchin. And the question becomes now, does Manchin, is he able to hold the line and be the firewall against the socialist takeover in our country? That's the question everybody needs to be asking. Thankfully, uh, thankfully, they did potentially annoy him to the point where they put so much bad politics and pressure on Manchin that he potentially now pushed back and said, no, it's not going to work here. The Atlantic says, let's dive into some of this here. He says his opposition after months of negotiation adds to a hellish winter that followed a brutal autumn for Biden. <laughs> it's a hell of a way to put it, isn't it? Uh, who is presiding over yet another resurgence of the pandemic stubbornly high inflation and an electorate that has soured on him. Now, just get a load of that whole line there if that doesn't grab you right there. Yeah, this is journalism at its finest, uh, for sure. The Atlantic, you know, mind you. Uh, so, of course, none of this is Biden's fault, according to the program here. Uh, it's just, you know, another resurgence of the pandemic, nothing to do with his policies and how he's, you know, put the fear into everybody and crushed the economy and done all that. No. And of course, the stubbornly high inflation, well, we don't, certainly don't blame that stubbornly high inflation, meaning that it's just stubborn. The, the president of the administration has nothing to do with it. And, and that really is the journalism part of this thing, because clearly, if that was a Republican president, if that was Trump right now, do you think they'd be so kind with the same words? Yeah, exactly. No, they, that whole paragraph would have been totally rewritten and would have been rewritten to you know, say many other things about the president. They would call it a self-induced pandemic and a president that's out of control, uh, that's power driven. And you know, that's what they would say, even in the vaccine mandates, even if it was Trump in office pushing the vaccine mandate, uh, if that was the case, 
that they would call that out. But here they go along with it all because it's a Marxist, it's a, it's a Biden in there. So it's all perfectly legit, you know, in this case. Right. And then, of course, the stubbornly high inflation. Whose fault is that? You know, there, there's no real economic plan here that is helping middle America for sure. I mean, everybody's paying more for everything. I mean, numbers are that somewhere between $3,500 and $4,000 more a year. That's incredible. I mean, like just adding that to the household for many homes puts them way over the edge more than anybody can afford at this point. And so that's going to continue all that inflation and the sovereign on the economy and all of that for sure. You know, now Manchin has uh, seemingly demolished the centerpiece of the president's economic agenda in Congress. The Atlantic goes on to say, validating the warnings of progressives who for months held up the passage. And now you remember this now of a bipartisan infrastructure bill because they feared the West Virginia centrist. Now they call him a centrist here. Uh, not sure if he is really looking at some of his recent policies that he, because not just this, he's gotten in their face with quite a few policies. He's been a thorn in their socialist sides, let's say, let's call it, you know. Um, and of course, in a 50-50 Senate, you need every vote there. Clearly they were able to, you know, steal the two out of it, uh, out of Georgia, uh, but they needed one more somewhere to steal, obviously, and they, they weren't able to pull that one off. And of course, I use the word steal very lovingly, keep in mind, you know. You know, this this is how delicate that Senate is right now. And remember, of course, that it all hangs in the balance of the 50-50 with Kamala Harris, which, you know, we know how that all feel, uh, falls, you know, at the end of the day here. Uh, so pressure and mansion uh, is really the next thing we need to be looking at here. What's the pressure going to be like on this thing? And will... Uh, this West Virginia a conservative Democrat, I'd call him for the moment, will he be able to hold the line? Will, will he be able to be the firewall? Well, Democrats uh, are are having fits over this thing, and they're doubling, tripling down right now. Uh, Zaki, the press secretary, she, press secretary, she releases a lengthy, lengthy statement, says, and I quote, just as Senator Manchin reversed his position on Build Back Better today, we will continue to press him to see if he will reverse his position yet again to honor his prior commitments and be true to his word. See, so this is where they put words in the senator's mouth, be true to his word. You know, Manchin, I am sure, like all of these senators and all of these Congress folks are going through the process of trying to weigh the odds. Do they commit? Do they, you know, support the bill or don't they support the bill? And fundamentally, they're only looking at some of the overriding principle points because none of these people have read the bill. So they really never know what's truly in there. I mean, which is, you know, crazy to begin with that the fact that we spend this kind of money like drunken sailors and yet nobody knows what really is even in there that we're pushing. A lot of this comes back to the fact that it's not their money. It's not their money. There's such a recklessness in Washington with spending because it's not their money. And that's how they look at it. They get wealthy in the process, people. Every one of these cats are multimillionaires many times over. Every one of these cats. And it's all on salaries of a buck and a half, a buck 70 a year. You understand? I mean, nothing that would allow you to become a multimillionaire times over. No. Well, that that's the corruption in Washington, D.C. we're dealing with here, you know. Now, a lot of the 
pushback right now. And of course, you let's, let's talk about uh, some of it. Bernie Sanders is hot around the collar. She's having a lot of crosswords with Manchin. Of course, that's not been a love affair for some time there with Bernie Sanders. You know, Bernie Sanders is really the young sung hero in this thing, actually. I'm talking about for the Marxist left now. I mean, think about it. The guy, I mean, you really think about this. You know, Bernie Sanders is the guy who would never be president, right? I mean, over a couple of different general elections, would have been the nominee in the Democrat Party had they not pulled all the uh, uh, the stealing, the cheating, the knocking down, all the things the Democrats, the DNC is known for, just like elections. They've done it within their own party in the primary process, clearly. Because over those couple of general elections, it would have been Bernie Sanders would have been the candidate, not Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. Think about that. You know, Bernie had a good marketing message and he he attracted the masses. A lot of young people liked uh, Bernie Sanders. He, he was actually the biggest movement in the Democrat Party, just as Trump was with the MAGA movement in the Republican Party. Bernie Sanders was to Democrats what Trump was to Republicans. Had nothing to do with Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or anything else in there. But think about, I'm thinking with Bernie Sanders, it's interesting because, you know, he's had this crazy, he's like the mad scientist in the back. He's got the hairdo to go with him, the whole appeal and everything else that he looks like that kind of a cat, you know, and he's in there cooking up all these crazy programs and how to, how to sink America, make it into a Marizuela. That's what he wants to do. And, you know, this, this uh, Senator from Vermont has done more damage to our country you know, and historically, he really should go down as the real deal maker. I mean, his relationship with AOC, his relationship with, you know, Joe Biden, with the Unity Task Force, that was all momentous coming through the campaign season. And it actually has been the trigger point to push the Democrat Party further and further to the left, very much aligning with AOC and the squad and some of the other crazy folks in that party who are really eating it up and spitting it out whole, the, the party itself I speak of, you know? You know, so I, I think Bernie Sanders is the unsung hero of the Marxist left. And, but, you know, what I'm thinking of is this, that here he is, they screw him over twice over at least to be the, the, the candidate du jour, the nominee of the Democrat party to be president of the United States thinking that he wasn't uh, mainstream enough. So then they do all this trickery stuff because they're not mainstream either enough. You, you, you follow me here. They're not at all. But what they've done is they've used Bernie Sanders and his program as sort of a scapegoat to get through all of this. And, you know, he's doing all these side deals and back deals. Bernie Sanders is. He really is the voice of the party in a lot of ways. Nobody's really talking about it much, but he's it. Far more than Joe Biden is, for sure. And now he's the one. This is his, you know, his whole new green deal extraordinary program, working with AOC hand in hand and all of that. And, and a lot of backroom deals are being done. And it's all through the face of that. That 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 whole BBB Green Deal, climate change, uh, socialist safety net extraordinaire. That's all coming through the Bernie Sanders Express. He, he's 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 the linchpin in all of this thing is Sanders. I mean, historically, he's got to go down to be he probably should be the Time magazine man of the year, actually. You know, yeah, 
should, should probably be him, Bernie Sanders. A man who got screwed over many times over from the DNC and still came back to try to help and push them. I mean, that's how incensed this all is and how whacked out Bernie Sanders is in his goal of trying to make the United States of America into a Marizuela, a communist nation for sure. You know, Bernie Sanders, historically, this man's going down as a, uh, a Marxist and a deal maker and uh, probably Time Magazine of the Year. He's, he's the cat right there. I mean, he's it. We wouldn't be having any of these discussions if it wasn't for Bernie Sanders. This all really evolves around him. Well, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah, she should be the president of Argentina. That should be her right there. Don't cry for me, Argentina. That's AOC. You see her up on the balcony there, you know, with her fist up. and That's her. I mean, she's got that whole presence. And, oh, cry for me, the United States of America. We're giving you climate ever. La, 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 la. We'll make your trees brown. We'll screw your life up. So AOC, uh, she calls it an egregious breach of the trust of the president. And this was just done on Morning Joe. She always has a seat, a hot seat in a home there at Morning Joe. And uh, Democrats, she say, have every right to be furious with Joe Manchin, particularly after they had negotiated with him in good faith scaling down some progressive provisions because this thing initially was about three and a half trillion, four trillion. They really want to spend five trillion, three, four, five trillion. You, know, you, do this, you can do this as an auctioneer should run there. Up on a three, 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 four trillion, four trillion, four trillion, one seventy-five trillion, five trillion in the back. Everybody got two more trillion. Mention, what are you going to mention over here? Can you, can you prove that, prove that five trillion over here? You know, that's really what it is with these people. How much can you spend? How much can you spend? And so... She says the legislation has turned into the, into the Joe Manchin Build Back Better Bill. That's what AOC calls it. Now, AOC, again, she is the uh, uh, Bernie Sanders uh, lookalike, uh, the two of them, you know. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. You can see Sanders on the balcony as well. AOC in the front. She's definitely in the front. You know what I mean? you got the attractive woman out there and, uh, you know, don't cry for me, you know. And you see Bernie Sanders just in the back to her, you know, right off of her shoulder. You see Sanders there with the mad hairdo and looks like he came out of the Back to the Future movie, you know, Doc there, you know. He's like, oh, and I support this woman. Don't cry for me. We got your climate, your social safety net. We're going, I mean, these people are rocks in their head, I'm telling you. Rocks in their head. Why don't they just take another, you know, why can't we trade them to another country uh, to be named later, you know? Uh, and I'm sure there's another third world shithole they can represent. Uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC, surely there is. I mean, come on. You know? So she says AOC, and I quote, we really need to make it clear that this bill, this framework was signed off by Joe Manchin. Yeah. And so this is a Joe Manchin Build Back Better Act. And so this idea that we're going to go back to the table and give him the pen again for a bill that he already had his ink all over makes very little sense. The problem is AOC, although she is a dictatorial uh, mind brain 
and a communist herself, she doesn't understand that you kind of sort of need Manchin at this point. You couldn't steal another seat, so you sort of need him and you need cinema as well. You know, she's being awfully quiet, you know. She's happy to have the heat and the pressure on Manchin right now, don't you think? She's being awfully quiet at the moment, cinema is, because they were following her, remember, into, into the bathrooms, into the stalls. I mean, these people are whacked out, you know, really whacked out. They were following her everywhere. You know, Manchin's probably going to have a, a, a horse head delivered on his bed for Christmas. And surely he'll get a lot of coal with that as well from the Marxist left. But, you know, on the other hand, he is a bit of a conservative hero at this point. And even more than that, my fellow Americans, he's the Democrat who saved Christmas. That's got to be worth something. Because where would we have been had they approved this bill, right? This BBB bill. Where would we have been with this much more spending and this much? I mean, we're already, our economy is ready to implode. Not explode, but implode. It's going to implode. That's where we're headed right now. We're only at the tip of the iceberg with what's going to happen over the next couple of years. I would say it's about time we all have to buckle our seatbelts and be very careful because we're in some dangerous territory at this point. And if these people have their druthers, they're just going to keep spending and spending and bankrupting and bankrupting and selling off to China and selling off to China and really screwing our country over, you know. Some of the polls in West Virginia are very interesting to look at. You know, remember, this is a state that... Uh, President Trump won handsomely, indeed. He garnered almost 70% of the vote there. Biden had about 29% of the vote. That was in the 2020 general election. That's what you call a tsunami there, friends. So we see what West Virginia is made up. Isn't it funny? The, I always wonder the politics between you know, West Virginia there and Virginia. But, but we did see a switch and a change in some of that. But of course, they screwed themselves in Virginia. That was all self-induced. Um, and they deserve to lose all that uh, when that uh, when the 21 election here uh, transpired. Right. That was a, that was a rude awakening for the state of Virginia. Be interesting to see how that holds through into the next election or two. If that comes back to be a more purple and maybe hopefully even more more to the uh, conservative side, we hope. Right. But uh, it'd be interesting the next couple of elections with Virginia. We'll be watching that closely to see what takes place there. But the polls, we know where West Virginians are. And, you know, remember, these are hardworking Americans. This is what I always refer to as middle America. These are, these are, these are people. These are patriots. These are people who, you know, they rely on the energy field, the coal mines. These are people who they roll up their sleeves and they get busy and they work. You know, this is, a, this is that middle part of our country. This is where manufacturing was gutted out years back. Our energy now is being gutted out from Biden. And then they want the people to vote for them. And now we've become energy dependent again on foreign adversaries and others. You know, it hardly makes any good sense. But this is the kind of trickery they do as they push this socialism safety net and jam it down Americans' throats. Well, a new survey in West Virginia shows that um, President Biden's rating is very low among West Virginians. So surely that hasn't changed much since the 2020 general election, you think? Uh, you know, his approval rating is hovering around the 30%. I mean, that's lower even than the national average, which is tanking by the hour, by the way. 
It's a disapproval rating. Now, this is always an interesting number to look at. It's not just those approved, because then you always have those that are milk toast. you know? These people, I don't know, I don't know. He's a little wishy-washy, I'm not sure. A lot of those people there. But the disapproval rating for Biden is well over 65% and growing, the 65, 70% and growing. That's disapproval rate. So that's not really milk toast. If you disapprove, you don't like his policies at all. But how, what's there to like? What's there really to like with Biden's policies? That's, that's you know, if you're someone in middle America, or middle class, or somebody's raising a family, have a business, or, you know, give a rat's ass about anything, you, you surely are not going to like any of his policies. You have to be a Marxist, a communist, to be able to like Joe Biden's policies. You'd have to be in the AOC Bernie Sanders fan club, right? To be able to like any of those policies because it's a bankrupting of our nation. Yeah, for sure. Now, Senator Manchin, so let's look at his polls in the state of West Virginia. His overall job approval rating is north of 60%. Uh, compared to, again, Biden down around 30. So if you do the math right there, who's winning in West Virginia? Well, that would be pretty clear, wouldn't it, friends? I don't think Joe Biden could win a Senate seat, let alone mosquito control in West Virginia, for sure. But yet Manchin is surely is more than double the number where Biden is as far as, you know, do you approve of the policies in West Virginia? And we see what's happening there. Joe Manchin is an interesting the politician in the state of West Virginia. You know, keep in mind, he was reelected to the Senate back in 2018, but he won't be up for reelection until 2024. That's if he runs. And there's a lot of things that could happen between now and then, of course. Right now, keep in mind, now, Manchin is really has a long story history with West Virginians. I mean, he was governor of West Virginia. I mean, he was governor. He was Governor Manchin there uh, from um, 2004 to 2010. And that was, and before that, he was Secretary of State back in 2000. So you see how is he, he's, you know, Secretary of State, Governor, and then U, U.S. Senator. So, you know, West Virginians clearly like Manchin. Uh, and even as a Democrat, but a much more conservative Democrat, some people would call a moderate Joe, but, you know, depends if you look at these recent uh, attempts here mentioned, I'd say he has more of a conservative thread than anything. He could easily, and I think I, you might agree with me or disagree, he could easily be a Republican. In fact, he's far more conservative than a lot of Republicans are. I mean, Republicans have a lot of, you know, milk toast moderates and rhinos and all of that kind of thing in there. So, Manchin would be more of a Republican than them. He just hasn't changed the voter card, but he, he would fall into that. Manchin says, and I quote, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. Simply said, isn't it? And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. So that's his quote. And, you know, that's also unique about Manchin, the fact that he gives a rat's ass about his constituents. And he says, if I can't go home and explain it, because most politicians today don't even care about going home to explain to anybody. A lot of them have turned that dial off. And surely the people in that party, in the Democrat Party, do you think they go out and ask their constituents what they think? I mean, how many Democrat senators and congresspeople go back to their constituency who puts them into office and says, well, 
what do you think? Maybe they do some town halls or other things. What do you think of this legislature? What do you think, you know, being honest, you know, but they never are honest because they're not going to look at these bills and say, well, this is going to bankrupt our nation or it's going to put us in a precarious position or it's going to screw us over the cuckoo's nest in our economy. They don't do any of that stuff. They would say, well, we want to help families out. We want to help the home care out. We want to help free college out. We want to help out um, the arts and the social programs out. We want to help out. We want to pave the sidewalks with gold glittered, you know, on the sides there. You know, this, they don't have, they're never honest. That's all. They hide all of that in the bills. Everything's hidden. That's why nobody reads the bills. You wonder who's doing these bills. I mean, who, how does it ever get pen to paper? Because the politicians don't read the bills. It's just all the talking points they're going with to know whether they're voting for them or not. And that in itself is mind boggling on the way, you know, our political leadership uh, spend uh, taxpayers money, you know. Now, Manchin is, and, and I'm surprised with this because he actually looks pretty good for the 74 years old. He looks, I thought, darn good for 74 years old. And another fascinating thing about Manchin uh, he's been married, his wife, Gail Connolly Mansion. Get a load of this. Oh, uh, wow, if you didn't know, they've been married since 1967. Wow, that's remarkable. The guy even can hold a marriage at this point. So they're coming up on 55 years being married to the same women, keep your mind, the same woman. Can you believe that? That's it's By today's standards, the guy's a hero. You should get a badge of honor or something to be put up with one woman for 55 years. Who can do that? It's hard to say coming from a man's point of view. Of course, the woman would say the same thing back, right? <laughs> I put up with the man, but you know, in all seriousness, that is a great accomplishment for Joe and Gail Manchin. You all should send them a Christmas card. Why don't we get their address and send them a Christmas card, right? Gail, Joe and Gail, G-A-Y-L-E, Mansion. Merry, Merry Christmas. And thank you for being the Democrat who saved Christmas. We should uh, get, get some programs. I get, you know, uh, highlight that anyways and, and make good of it. Well, it's hard to believe that that, that is what's taking place, that we had to rely on a Democrat. But, you know, better off than relying to some of the rhinos or some of the socialists in the Republican Party, isn't it now? Well, my fellow Americans, you're listening to the voice of a nation. I want to take just a pause here and wish you just a magnificent, magnificent holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and all your dreams and wishes come true. You know, I love this time of year for the purpose that not only do we get this amazing season, but we get ready for an exciting new year. And I say exciting. And I remember coming, yeah, I know, I know you say, well, Malcolm, we thought coming into 2020, it was going to be that way. You know, the perfect, perfect year, perfect vision, right? 2020. And look what happened. And then 2021 is a follow-up, but you know, at some point I got to believe we are deserve deserving of some good things, some good blessings coming our way. Don't you think my fellow Americans? I think we do. I think we are. I think we deserve it. I think we're overdue for it. I think our nation is, and I think all of our people absolutely deserve. So let's work together. Will you? And make an, a, 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 a more prosperous, but a, a, an amazing journey, a country that is worthy of our time of this United States of America here. At this amazing time of year, it's just a moment to step back and count our blessings in so many ways. We need to do that. But we also need to get busy and roll up our sleeves to continue to save our nation. 
And to do all of that, we have to stay in good health. We have to get out and walk. We have to take healthy cell. And, uh, you know, it's so important. We have that vibe. And as I did my walk, this I got to get out and walk. I just love it. And I encourage you all the time. I hope, you know, how many of you have started to do that and listening to me? I'm wondering how, how many, seriously, sir, how many are now getting out and walking where maybe send me, uh, let me hear from you. If you're getting out, I'd love to hear your story. If you're getting out and you're walking, and, and I've encouraged you to do that. And, and if that's, wait, wait on you, be, be honest, be honest with me, be sincere. And, and let me know if, if I've uh, encouraged you in a good way or helped, you know, listen, if you got out on the walk and you fell and broke your leg, don't, don't, don't tell me that news, please. Come on, come on. But, but give me the good news. Give me the good word and tell me I've encouraged you and you feel better. And I'd love to hear your stories. And you can send those at liberty at americaoutloud.com. You bet. Liberty at americaoutloud.com. But as you're walking as well, let me know the good news if you're taking healthy cell and what it's doing for your life. Actually, it's a good idea. I'd love to have your testimonies, actually. I'll read some of them on air even. I'd love to hear that. Now, healthy cell, if you're just hearing that for the first time, and of course, if you've been listening to America Out Loud, surely this is not the first time. But if it is, and you're a new listener, well, I have great news, my fellow Americans and our fellow Patriots around the world, actually, because people listen to our network and this program from all over the world, for sure. We have a very far reach around the planet here. Uh, so, uh, listen, the biggest thing with all of this COVID we've been through and all these flus and problems and craziness is to have a healthy immune system. In order to do that, my fellow Americans, you must take healthy cell. In healthy cell, there is a daily regiment, multi-daily regiment. You have an, and that's gel form. A lot of their uh, products and vitamins are all gels. So in the gel absorbent gets into your body quicker. And a lot of this product, keep in mind now in today's world where you need the zinc, you need the echinacea, you need the A, you need the D, got to have vitamin D. That's a big deal for this COVID or these influenza viruses or bioweapons, whatever's coming down the pike here. Having a healthy immune system today is vital. It is key to this. It's the recipe to success, I tell you right now. It is. And you'll have to take it serious as I do. And I take healthy cell for that reason. So whether you like the pill form or the, or the gel, uh, the nutrients, just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud or click the banner ad back at America Out Loud or just use the code out loud, whatever it is you do. And you get 20% off your first order there of Healthy Cell. Take a look at the products. It is a magnificent line of products. The technology at Healthy Cell is second to none. Again, the AM, PM daily, uh, the, the pills you take uh, uh, in the morning, you take two. In the evening, you take two. You got the gel multi every day. Uh, you have REM sleep. Amazing. Amazing. Because not many of us, most of us don't sleep well at night. This one is all natural. It's not a sleeping pill. You got, you got to go check this stuff out and, and read into it. Focus. A lot of people have brain fog from the COVID stuff and problems. Focus helps you focus on that. And, and it's just it does so much to um, fix a lot of that COVID a fallout that we've had from people who've had COVID, if you've experienced it or not. Um, so it, let me encourage you to go do all that for yourself. So as you're walking, make, come back, take your healthy cell, and then turn on the dial here and listen to Great Talk Radio here at America Out Loud. We'll take a quick pause, my fellow Americans. We'll join you on the other side. You're listening to the Voice of a Nation. 
Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD for a 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. I welcome you back to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, wishing you a joyous season, my fellow Americans, and hope you have a jump in your step and hope you're getting ready for a new year. It is one of the amazing things I love about this time of year is the fact that we get the blessings of doing it all over again. And you know, we have to learn from our mistakes. Yes, we have to get better at this game of life. And so that's something we should take into the new year. Try some new things, try things a little differently, shake it up a little bit. You know, a lot of people, they usually wait to get into January and then they do like a new health regimen or they start to feel it, but you know, that's something you have to do throughout the year. January is no different than December or June, for that matter, when it comes to your life and your vitality and your outlook. All of that, that's a daily process. And that all comes with just having, you know, having a, a, um, a, an outlook, an optimistic outlook and been able to embrace this beautiful life we've been, we've been given, that we've been blessed with uh, from God Almighty. So here we are. Now, another chance to do it right coming into a new year 
Be sure to, again, check out all the, the, the programming and all the things we're doing back at America Out Loud. Got a lot of interest in activities over the holiday season into the new year that'll be coming your way. So stay close. Check all that out. They have a great line of programming and great columnists all around the world. Listen, we're on the fight here of liberty and justice for all. Um, and uh, th that's across the board. So we hope you'll be part of that experience. It's, it's a different kind of network. It's a different kind of people. But you know, the one thing I describe about America Out Loud, it's a magnet. It's a magnet for vibrant people, patriots who love the country and people who understand the challenges we have in front of us right now at this very moment. And the fact that we're, we're climbing tall mountains to get to the other side, and that's what it takes. And that's what we've got to do to secure the future generations. It's not just about being selfish in the generation we live in, but it's to secure the future generations, friends, so that the United States of America goes on the, the voice of liberty, right? To shine a city on a hill. I mean, that's our ancestors fought for that so that it would always be here for our fellow American, our fellow man. So help me make that fight and the reality of that dream come true. Now, we're speaking today about the Democrat who saved Christmas. That's Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia. He was, of course, as I shared with you a bit ago, a, a governor of West Virginia and a secretary of state. He's had a love affair with West Virginians. They seem to appreciate him as well. He's got good rankings in the state, does pretty well. I don't think that he's in, in, ever in uh, need of uh, worried about his seat. Um, if he even chooses to run again, that is. But right now, he's right now at the moment it challenged. Uh, he, you know, he is the firewall right now. He's the firewall. And they are coming at him hard right now. So the question you have to ask here, and you ask it yourself, I hope, is will he hold? Will he hold? I, I think he will. I, I believe he will. Now, they're trying to get to him. Now, the other thing they could do, and I, I'll throw this at you here, they could do a miniature size of this bill to save face. Now, I don't know how that would work with Manchin, whether he'd come out off the mantle and say, OK, I'll give you that as a point of compromise. You never know with these people because they know every trickery uh, deal in the book here. You never know what they're going to do. Right now, they have egg on their face publicly. You see what I egg? And the question is, you know, where does that go? Do they... Do, do you know, does Manchin stay the firewall and uh, do they continue? Because that's kind of a game changer now at this point, you know? Uh, yeah, they got the infrastructure built through, but that was downsized as well. And that was, that was, uh, the, well, there, there was um, a bipartisan support for that as well. Now, the problem I have with the infrastructure bill isn't a road or a bridge or a, a port or anything else. Just the fact that, again, it's, it's loaded with the, uh, you call it pork if you want, but uh, it's the socialism safety net, they call it, right? That's really what it is. Well, they don't call it that. I call it that. The socialism safety net that they put in all these bills. And it's all about just an overreaching federal government that is completely out of control. And Americans are going to have to uh, pull, pull it back in. Uh, that, and, and that's going to be our goal coming into the new year, by the way, in 2022. Now, 2022 is going to be a game changer. This, this is a game changer. And it's a game changer for the reasons. Now, think about it this way. We've, we've just come through probably, more than likely, the worst couple of years of our lives are pretty damn close to it. Right? Is that a fair statement to say? 
it is probably for most people. Now, there's going to be an exception to the rule. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones. I don't know what or how. And maybe you had none of the problems. And maybe you've been prosperous and life has been magnificent. I don't know many people like that right now, for, for truth be told. But, you know, people have experienced the worst couple of years of their lives through these last couple of years. And COVID was a big part of that. But a lot of it was, you, you, you know, the elections and the problems there that beset that with the frauds and the uh, the uh, accusations of all the things that took place there, the economy and the inflation we're all dealing with now. I mean, the problems are many. The problems are many. Americans are at each other's throats right now. I mean, it is a very divisive situation. The country is extremely divided. Not that we were ever supposed to be totally united. I don't see that for our country. And the framers knew that. That's why it was designed in the way that it was with the three branches of government and with the checks and balances. But the thing about those checks and balances is they're trying to blow those up. They're trying, there's, they're, that's what they're attempting to do with those checks and balances. And that's what you do when you seize the property of a great country and you want to change the, uh, the backbone of a nation. The backbone of a nation of ours is that we're a capitalist, uh, Christian, Judeo nation here. Yeah. That's what we are. But they're trying to change that backbone of what the country looks like. So when I say that 2022 is going to be important, it is because that midterm election. Now, listen, I don't want to I'm not going to belittle you or it's not, yeah, I, you know me. I don't go over this. The most important election of our lifetime. Next time somebody says that to you, punch them in the mouth. Will you please? Well, no, no violence, no violence. But just tell them they're they're wrong. Every election is the most important election of our lifetime. Always will be people. So let's be clear. But it's an important midterm. If there ever was one, this surely would be it. And, and there'll be others. But this one also is big because you can now change the momentum back. So this happens at a very interesting time with Manchin and being the firewall and the Democrat who saved Christmas. It's a very interesting moment for the nation because if that momentum now or uh, deflate, deflation, if it is for being deflated, if it is for the Marxist left, that puts a pin in their balloon, doesn't it, real quick? Uh, they'll be talking with helium. They'll be saying, what do you mean? But if that all is that, uh, you know, with the momentum of Americans coming into the new year, you know, a lot of that's going to start because what's going to happen in 2022, you're going to start talking about midterms pretty quick. It's going to be all about the, the, the it's, it's a big election year. Because what's holding to the balance that is, yeah, okay, well, you've got, you know, the United States House of Representatives, you got the United States Senate, for sure, but you also have a lot of governorships that are up. You have a lot of local races that are vitally important. And that's where a lot of this is done. That's where the magic is in a lot of this is the local races. That's where we need patriots and great conservative voices and Americans to come to the need and request of their country. Do it at the local level, whether it's a school board, whether it's a mosquito control or whether it's, you know, a, a mayorship or a, a city council or a county, whatever it is, get involved at those local levels. That's what a lot of that power has to come back. And you've got to turn the tide right there. And that's what the Marxist left had been doing, including the district attorneys with George Soros. A lot of that has been that's been banging. That's been you know, the erosion of that in our country over the past 20, 30 years has been significant. That's the only reason we're dealing with this problem right now is because of what I share with you there. But a lot of that is these local races and the smaller races and bringing the momentum back to a conservative America, to 
to a patriotic America, as I share with you often, you know, that's what needs to happen at the local level. So we need momentum there. Encourage people, you know, that are of, of uh, sound mind, if you will, sound mind, meaning that, you know, they know what the Constitution is, sound mind. Yeah, they, they understand the Constitution. They understand our framers, the vision of the country. They understand what it is to be an American. They understand what liberty, freedom is. They understand what the First Amendment is. They understand what the Second Amendment is. You know, these, this is what I mean by sound mind. Please make sure they're of sound mind, I beg of you. If they're not, eh, don't encourage them by, by far. Because there are a lot of strange people out there. There are a lot of people that... Um, you wonder sometimes their brand of policy, you know, and I know we have a country that is, you know, very diverse and makeshift of all different ideologies and people. I mean, I get it. But right now, the 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 minority are the ones that, well, over the past couple of years with all these season of power and mandates and lockdowns and problems, they've seized the power, bat in the hatches kind of thing. And, and I, I think that's where we need the pendulum to swing back now uh, to get back to some real sense of uh, uh, reality. And we don't want a new normal in this country, by the way, this whole business of a new normal. Um, this is what you've got right now with the new normal, lockdowns, mandates, inflation through the roof, uh, economy, bankrupt country, socialism du jour. Uh, this, is, this is the new normal they've envisioned. They've been talking about right along. It's not a normal I want. Is that a normal you're looking for out there? I don't think so. I think we need to push back on that coming into the new year. So this is a significant moment for the country. Because if, if that Virginia wave, the American wave I'm speaking about, not so much a blue wave or a red wave or a you know whatever wave, I'm talking about an American wave. That's that doesn't that sound doesn't that have weight to it? Doesn't that sound good even? Doesn't it? We want an American wave. We don't want a red wave or a blue wave or a tawny pink wave or a beige wave. Or We want an American wave. It's got weight to it. Well, that's what we want. We want an American wave. We want a tidal wave to happen in 2022. And we want that to take over politics. And, and we want that to transform the country back to where we were, transform it away from the transformative nation that Barack Obama had been predicting and working right now at this very moment behind the scenes with the Biden. He is the puppet master for sure. You know, that transformative part of the nation he wanted to do with America. And he's been working on that for some time now, my, my friends, throughout his eight years behind the scenes, trying to derail Trump. So that's 12 and now into Biden, right? That's 13. Uh, at least 13, 14 years, 15 years in the making. Yeah, absolutely. This guy is the Marxist. He is a pitcher. I mean, just put a couple of horns on his head and he'll, he'll be reminded real quick of who he is. Just the look of him. That's what he looks like to me. I'm talking about his policies and the way he acts and his, his, his plans for the country. Right? Absolutely. So that, that's been part of our problem right there. And that's why this Biden, everybody knows he's not running the country, of course, but we know who is running the country. So that would put a, a nail in the program coming into 22 if we can, uh, if conservative Americans, patriots, people love the country, 
I don't really want to use the word Republican per se. I mean, it's a vehicle or a means to an end because we have a two-party system. I get it. But to me, the glory is with God and it is with uh, uh, right here with, with real Americans, with um, people who love our great country. Our, uh, that was God's gift to the world. Where would the world be without America? That's hope, hopefully we'll never get the feeling of what that looks like, my friends. We talk about it a fair amount, but I hope we never get the chance to experience that. I hope we don't get the chance. I hope our kids don't get the chance and our grandkids don't get it. And I hope future generations 10 times over don't get the chance. I hope they never get the chance to experience that. I hope they get the chance to experience the freedoms and the liberties that are the amazing framers, our founders discovered in this great country of immigrants uh, and embracing all the freedoms of creating a we the people, we the people. That's what it always was, what it is, where the power is, it's we the people. So if that happens and that American wave takes place with the Senate and the House and more Virginia success with other governorships and local races, sure, school boards will take it. County commission seats, city commission seats, mayors, absolutely, governors for sure. That's the American wave we're looking for. Can you help us get the word out there, please? That's the wave we want here this, this time around. So, you know, thank God for, you know, we, we lost those two Senate seats in Georgia by hook or by crook, but thank God we've got the firewall of Joe Manchin he is today's conservative hero, for sure. He is the Democrat who saved Christmas, and he may very well have saved the United States of America at this moment. And maybe that sounds like a lot to put on one man, but my fellow Americans, had they gotten this multi-trian extravaganza through times, many times over, by the time they spend it out over the next 10 years, on top of all the other debt that has been accumulated now, you are looking at an upside down world and an America that probably doesn't exist because we would be totally flatlined. We simply can't afford it. We got to get back to being the capitalist nation that we are and get people to work, not to be relying on government to put food in their mouths and, and, and to control every freedom of their life. It's got to stop. It's got to stop here. The Mansion Firewall, we need to make it an American Firewall in 2022. Will you join me? Time to put a new paint job on the United States of America. I'm ready. My, my sleeves are rolled up. I hope yours is as well. Thank you for joining me on the mission here, my fellow Americans. It's time to get involved and get loud. <laughs>